While Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was taking prasadam at the house of Sarvabhava Bhattacharya, Amogu criticized him. Still, the Lord accepted Amogu, thereby showing how much he was obliged to, the, to his devotees. That meant obliged to, uh, to Sarvabhava Bhattacharya. So in this uh, 15th chapter of the uh, of the Madhya Lila, we can hear a little bit about Amoga. second. One second, So there's a description in this chapter about Lord Chaitanya taking prasadam in the house of Sarvabhava. When everything was ready, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came there alone after finishing his midday duties, starting at C.C. Madhya 15.222. After Sarvabhama Bhattacharya was the Lord's feet, the Lord entered the room to take his lunch. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was a little astonished to see the gorgeous arrangement and gesturing. He spoke to Sarvabhama Bhattacharya. This is uncommon. How is this arrangement of rice and vegetables finished within six hours? Even a hundred men cooking on a hundred stoves could not possibly finish all these preparations within so short a time. I hope the food has already been offered to Krishna. Since I see there are two lassi flowers on it, you are most fortunate and your endeavor is successful for you've offered such wonderful food to Radha Krishna. The color of the rice is so attractive and its aroma so good that it appears Radha and Krishna have directly taken it. My dear Bhattacharya, your fortune is very great. How much shall I praise you? I'm also very fortunate to be able to take the remnants of this food. 
take away Krishna's sitting place and put it aside and give me prasadam on a different plate. Sarvabhauma Bhattacharya said, It's not so wonderful, my lord. Everything has been made possible by the energy and mercy of him who will eat the food. My wife and I did not specially exert ourselves in the cooking. He, by whose power the food has been prepared, knows everything. Now please sit in this place and take your lunch. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu replied, This place is worshipable because it was used by Krishna. The Bhattacharya said, Both the food and the sitting place are the Lord's mercy. If you can eat the remnants of the food, what is the offense in your sitting in this place? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu then said, Yes, you've spoken correctly. The Shastras enjoined that a devotee can partake of everything left by Krishna. My dear Lord, the garlands, scented substances, garments, ornaments, and other such things have been offered to you may later be used by your servants. Partake, by partaking of these things and eating the remnants of food you have left, we will be able to conquer the illusory energy. Tvayo payutta sraggandha vasalankara charchita uchista bojino dasas tavamayam jayemahi from Srimad Bhagavatam 11.646. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu then said, there is so much food here that it is impossible to eat it all. The Bhattacharya replied, I know how much you can eat. After all, a Jagannath Puri you eat 52 times a day, and each time you eat hundreds of buckets filled with prasadam. At Dwarka you keep 16,000 queens and 16,000 palaces. Also there are 18 mothers and numerous friends and relatives of the Yadu dynasty. In, in Vrindavan you have also, you also have your father's elder brothers, your father's younger brothers, maternal uncles, husbands, your father's sisters and many coward men. There are also coward boyfriends and you eat twice a day, morning and evening, in the house of each and every one. Indeed, Sarvabhama Bhattacharya continued, at the Govardhan Puja ceremony you ate stacks of rice. In comparison to that, this small quantity is not even a morsel for you. You are the Supreme Personality of Godhead, whereas I am a most insignificant living being. Therefore, please, Accept a little quantity of food in my house. Hearing this, Shichi Prabhu smiled and sat down to eat. The Bhattacharya, with great pleasure, first offered him the prasadam from the Jagannath temple. At this time, the Bhattacharya had a son-in-law named Amoga, who was the husband of his daughter Sati. Although born in an aristocratic Brahmana family, Amoga was a great fault finder and and blasphemer. Amoga wanted to see Sichitani Mahaprabhu eat, but he was not allowed to enter. Indeed, the Bhattacharya guarded the threshold of his house with a stick in his hand. However, as soon as the Bhattacharya began distributing prasadam and was a little inattentive, Arjo Amoga came in, seeing the quantity of food. He began to blaspheme. This much food is sufficient to satisfy 10 or 12 men, but this sannyasi alone is eating so much. As soon as Amoga said to Sarvabhoma, Bhattacharya turned his eyes upon him. Seeing the Bhattacharya's attitude, Amoga immediately left. The Bhattacharya ran after him to strike him with a stick, but Amoga fled so fast that the Bhattacharya could not, fat, not catch him. Bhattacharya then began to curse his son-in-law and call him ill names. When the Bhattacharya returned, he saw that Sichitani Mahaprabhu was laughing to hear him criticize Amoga. 
When Sati's mother, the, the Bhattacharya's wife, heard of this incident, she immediately began to strike her head and chest, saying again and again, let Sati become a widow. Seeing the lamentation of both husband and wife, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu tried to pacify them. According to their desire, he ate the prasad and was very satisfied. After Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu finished eating, the Bhattacharya poured water for them to wash his mouth. Uh, hands and legs, and offered him flavored spices, Tulasi Manjari's cloves and cardamom. The Bhattacharya then placed the flower garland over Sri Mahaprabhu and smeared his body with sandalwood pulp. After obeisances, the Bhattacharya submitted the following humble statement I brought you to my home just to have you blasphemed. This is a great offense. Please excuse me. I beg your pardon. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, what Amoka had said is correct. Therefore, it's not blasphemy. What is your offense? After saying this, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu left and went to his residence. Sarvabhama Bhattacharya followed him. Falling down at the Lord's feet, Sarvabhama Bhattacharya said many things in self-reproach. The Lord then pacified him, sent him back to his home. After returning to his home, Sarvabhama Bhattacharya consulted with his wife, the mother of Sati. After personally condemning himself, he began to speak as follows. If the man who blasphemes Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is killed, his sinful action may be atoned. Sarvabhama Bhattacharya continued, or if I give up my own life, this sinful action may be atoned. However, neither of these ideas be fitting because both bodies belong to Brahmanas. Instead, I shall never see the face of that blasphemer. I reject him and give up my relationship with him. I shall never even speak his name. Before my daughter Sati to abandon her relationship with her husband because he has fallen down. When the husband falls down, it is the wife's duty to relinquish the relationship. So then we get a purport. Sila Sarvabhama Bhattacharya continued that if Amoga were killed, the killer would suffer sinful reactions for killing the body of a Brahmana. For the same reason, it would have been undesirable for the Bhattacharya to commit suicide because he was also a Brahmana. Since neither cause could be accepted, the Bhattacharya decided to give up his relationship with Amoga and never see his face. <laughs> as far as killing the body of a Brahmana is concerned, Srimad Bhagavatam 1753 gives the following injunction concerning a Brahma Bandhu, a person born of a Brahmana father, but devoid of Brahminical qualities. Sri Bhagavanavacha Brahma Bandhunahantavya Atatai Padarhana. The personality of God, Sri Krishna said, a Brahma Bandhu is not to be killed, but if he's an aggressor, he must be killed. Quoting from the Smriti, Srila Siddhar Swami comments on this question from Bhagavatam. Atatai namayantam apivedanta paragamam paragam jigam santam jigam siyanatena brahmahabhavet. An aggressor intent on killing may be a very learned scholar of Vedanta, yet he should not be killed of his envy in killing others. Such a case is not sinful to Brahman. It is also said in Srimad Bhagavatam 1757, Vapanam dravinadanam stanam tata 
cutting the hair from his head, depriving him of his wealth, and driving him from his residence as he prescribed punishments for a Brahman Bandhu. There's no injunction for killing the body. Mm. When a husband is fallen, one's relationship with him must be given up. This is a quotation from the Smriti Shastra, as stated in Srimad Bhagavatam 7.11.28. Santusta lo lupa, daksha dharma gya priya satyavak, abramata suchi snigta patim patitam bhajat. A wife who's satisfied, who's not greedy, who's expert and knows religious principles, who speaks what is dear and truthful, is not bewildered, and is always clean and affectionate, should be very, very much devoted to her husband if he's not fallen. Hmm. So, uh, and then that night, Amoga fell sick uh, with... Uh, on a, that night, Amoga Sarvabhattacharya's son-in-law fled, and in the morning, he immediately fell sick with cholera. When the Bhattacharya heard that Amoga was dying of cholera, he thought, it's the favor of providence that he's doing what I want to do. When one offends the Supreme Personality of Godhead, karma immediately takes effect. After saying this, he recited two verses from the revealed scripture. Mahata prayatni na hasti tapatibi as mabiryat anuste yam anustitam. What we have had to arrange with great endeavor by collecting elephants, horses, chariots, and infantry soldiers has already been accomplished by the, uh, by the Gandharvas. Um, somehow or other, when the Pandavas were in the forest, uh, then, uh, then uh, Duryodhan came to show off a big army uh, after having been many years, 12 years in the forest. Um, then uh, they came to show off Duryodhan and, uh, and Karna. But... Uh, then there were these Gandharvas that stopped them and it became a big fight. And uh, actually, they were smashing the gurus. And uh, so Bhima was, was very happy. He said, these Gandharvas are already doing, uh, doing our work. Anyway, so we see that Amoga uh, was getting uh, a reaction. Uh, but in this case, uh, the reaction was there to teach Amoga, but it came immediately and it was short uh, because Amoga was a great devotee, was, was connected to a great devotee, to Sarvabhama Bhattacharya. So for that reason, Amoga was getting a, a special... Uh, license. But when a person 
We'll read it further. Text 217. When a person mistreats great souls, his lifespan, opulence, reputation, religion, possessions, and good fortune are all destroyed. So now we are reading about uh, the, um, the pitfalls, the pitfalls of committing offenses, of, uh, of being disrespectful to the Lord and his devotees. And then we can become corrupted. Then our entire uh, spiritual life uh, can become affected and can become uh, destroyed. So uh, in this case, because Amoga had a connection with a great devotee, therefore Amoga was saved, although Sarvabhava Bhattacharya himself was not, did not like it, but Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu still um, excused Amoga. That was his special mercy. Um, but if Amoga would have uh, blasphemed Sarvabhava Bhattacharya, then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would have never forgiven him. Um, so yes, uh, this blasphemy uh, is something that should not be done. And the critical propensity should be checked, checked in its roots. We should not let it grow up. It grows. Um, when we catch ourselves that we are too opinionated, uh, then we can, uh, uh, then we can uh, check ourselves and correct ourselves. Uh, immediately. It is not necessary. So, um, I think it is clear, and I don't really think it's necessary to give uh, more explanation. Um, but it stands there to us as a, as a warning not to uh, yeah, not to become careless. This uh, 15th chapter of the Chaitanya Charitamrita uh, has uh, many pastimes and uh, the title of the chapter is, is particularly dealing with this, this pastime of Sarvabhamabhattacharya making such opulent arrangements. Um, and of course, Sarvabhamabhattacharya, he understood that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And therefore, he was worshipping him in that way. And he was just uh, making all the arrangements, incredible amounts of prasadam. Uh, and and very opulent and so many preparations and and he wanted Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to eat it all and then he gave a whole list of examples of how the Supreme Personality of Godhead had eaten so many uh, so much at different times and he knew very well that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu could do so so then uh, he made Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu sit down and take all that prasad. So, 
So then, Jai Jai Sri Chaitanya Jai Nichananda Jai Dvaita Chandra Jai Gaurabhakta Binda. All glories to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, all glories to Lord Nichananda Prabhu, all glories to Advaita Chandra, and all glories to all the devotees of Lord Chaitanya. All glories to the listeners of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita who've accepted it as their life and soul. While Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu stayed at Jagannath Puri, he constantly enjoyed chanting and dancing with his devotees. In the beginning of the day, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu saw the deity of Lord Jagannath in the temple. He offered him obeisances and prayers and danced and sang before him. After visiting the temple, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would remain outside during the Upala Bhog offering. He would then go meet Haridas Thakur and return to his residence. Sitting in his room, um, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would chant on his beats. Um, it says here, Garabasi Prabhu Nama Sankirtan. So, this Nam Sankirtan in this situation is chanting on his beats. Um, yes. That is also Nam Sankirtan. Just like we have that uh, that that verse uh, where Gopinath Acharya was chanting and created like a whole festival when he was chanting uh, on Chaitanya Charita Mahakavya. And it was just a festival of the holy name. And he was, it was just uh, the sound of the, of, the, of the name coming from his mouth. It was as if it, it was music as it was sung. And, and it would come in ecstatic waves. And Gopinath Acharya would dance on these waves. And in this way, he would chant most ecstatic japa. Mm. Sitting in his room, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would chant on his beats, and Advaita Prabhu would come here, there to worship the Lord. While worshipping Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Advaita Acharya would offer him scented water to wash his mouth and feet. Then Advaita Acharya would smear fragrant sandalwood pulp all over his body. See, Advaita Prabhu would also place a flower garland around the Lord's neck and Tulasi flowers, Manjari, on his head. Then with folded hands, Advaita Charya would offer obeisances and pray unto the Lord. After being worshipped by Advaita Charya, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would take the dish containing flowers and Tulasi with whatever, and with whatever paraphernalia remained, worship Advaita Charya. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would worship Advaita Acharya by the mantra Yosi so si namostute. Whatever you are, you are, but I offer my respects to you. In addition, the Lord would make some sounds within his mouth that would make Advaita Acharya laugh. In this way, Advaita Acharya and Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would offer their respectful obeisances to each other. Then Advaita Acharya would extend an invitation to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu again, again. Indeed, Sri Advaita Acharya's invitation is another wonderful story. It has been very vividly described by Vindavan Thakur. 
Sri Advaita's invitation had been described by Vindavandas Thakur. Since Sri since Advaita Acharya's invitation had been described by Vindavandas Thakur, I shall not repeat the story, but I shall say that other devotees also extended invitation to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Day after day, one devotee after another would invite Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the other devotees to lunch. <laughs> I would also hold a festival. All the devotees remained at Jagannath Puri for four continuous months, and they observed all Lord Jagannath's festivals with great pleasure. The devotees celebrated the festival of Jamastami, Krishna's birthday, which is also called Nanda Mahotsav, the festival of Nanda Maharaj. At that time, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his devotees dressed themselves as cowherd boys. Hmm. So it is wonderful uh, that like this, they were performing such uh, such pastimes. Yes. Yes, it is very beautiful to see that the Lord is um, You see that sometimes Lord Chaitanya protests when he is referred to as the Supreme Lord. But in the case of Advaita Acharya, with his intimate devotees, what can the Lord do? So Advaita Acharya was the first one to recognize Lord Chaitanya as the Supreme Lord. He had worshipped him in Chaitanya Bhagavat. It says then later, Advaita Acharya... Uh, apparently showed some doubt, but Lord Chaitanya showed his universal form to him. And in this way, uh, the proof was fully given. And uh, an Advaita Acharya, so in other words, is definitely worshipping uh, the Lord as, as the Supreme Lord. And, uh, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu accepted it, as we see. But then in turn, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu begins to worship Advaita Acharya. Mm. And Advaita Acharya also accepts that. So it's very interesting. Um, later in the chapter, when Sarvabhama Bhattacharya recognizes uh, or wants to worship Lord Chaitanya as the Supreme Lord, then uh, Lord Chaitanya first denies it, but when the when the Acharya persists, then Lord Chaitanya also accepts it. So, from his intimate associates, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would accept, uh, would sometimes accept the worship and sometimes not, just like. We find in Chaitanya Bhagavat that uh, that description of the kirtan that the devotees did, uh, in instigated by Advaita Acharya, and they're glorifying Lord Chaitanya, and they come back, and it is a whole, uh, and and they got so ecstatic in glorifying Lord Chaitanya in the kirtan and chanting his name that they couldn't stop, and then Lord Chaitanya came and said. What is this? What is this? You know, I, how can you just, how can you sing my glories? I'm just an ordinary, an ordinary jiva. Mm. But 
Then Srivas. Srivas stands up and holds his hand to against the sun. And Lord Chaitanya says, what are you doing? Then Srivas says, I'm blocking the sun. Lord Chaitanya says, with your hand? How can you block the sun with your hand? And then Srivas says, yes, in the same way. How can, you are the Supreme Personality of Godhead. How can your effulgence remain hidden? And Lord Chaitanya is quiet. And he does not protest anymore to that worship. So, in this way we see that sometimes Lord Chaitanya is protesting and other times accepting the worship as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. That is, uh, is the nature. Uh, the, pa- the pastimes of the Lord are like, uh, like that because uh, his, he is Krishna and he's also Radharani. So in order to facilitate the mood of Radharani, he has to be the devotee and not the Supreme Lord. So therefore to facilitate that mood, he gives up his majesty. Although all, this, all the devotees know that he is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. All the associates know, and sometimes Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is also demanding it. When Damada Pandit speaks a little critical of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu for associating with a young widow who has, or with the son of a young widow. And the boy is very nice, it comes daily to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but his mother, so Damada Pandit says that, oh, how, how can you do this? What will people say? The boy is very nice, surely, and you know, but his mother is a young woman, widow. What will, what will people say uh, in this way? They are uh, Damada Pandit, out of love and concern for Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, questioned his behavior, and uh, and and Lord Chaitanya did not accept. Uh, he sent him away to his mother to to take care of his mother. Mm. But he was sent away from the direct association of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So in this way, uh, Mahaprabhu is sometimes dealing as Krishna, and all the devotees were recognizing him as Krishna. But other times he was worshipping, he was in the mood of Radharani, and then he would deny, as the devotee would deny, that he was the Supreme Lord. Mm. So we see these different swinging moods, mood swings in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Mm. All right. Um, I will, uh, I have some other things to attend to today. So with your permission, I'm leaving a little early, but uh, thank you very much for being with us. Hare Krishna.